Welcome to Table Talk, a series that will be more of a free flow discussion between friends on reading, leadership, success, failures, and much more. This week, Matt and I joined together for the first in-person episode the two of us have ever done together. We'll be talking about timing, opportunity, and preparation as they relate to personal and professional development. After the episode, head to firedog.us or on our social media pages to continue the conversation. Welcome. Hmm. We've talked about doing this for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I know you just recorded a live in-studio production Mm -hmm. with uh, another gentleman. I'm kind of a big deal. You're kind of a big deal. (laughs) I'm the talent. They just tell me when to show up. But this is something we wanted to do for a while, which is get together and just us talk. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard to decide what to talk about Mm -hmm. when it's just us. Because usually when we get together, we're talking with a subject matter expert or somebody who's bringing a product or an idea or a service or Mm -hmm. something to the enterprise. Right. We ask questions. And it's not just us. Right. Yeah, we've, uh, I think we've talked on and off about this a lot. Who are we? You know, we, uh, we're just regular Joes yeah. within the career field. So who are we to get on to this podcast, record something that we know about, right? Because who are we? Do we know more than the next person? And I think the answer in some cases is we do have some advice, mm. some valuable advice uh, worth offering that could help folks. And so here we are. Yeah. So we get, we get asked a lot for advice about success or promotion or assignments or jobs or sure. how do I get from X to Y? Mm-hmm. Often I don't, I don't know that we have a great answer for those no, things. We don't. And there is no really like solid answer. Because folks will, folks will ask from their perspective, what should I do? Right. What is your opinion of what I should do? Mm-hmm. And my, my advice is usually, good luck, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think there are some things, if you stop and think about it, that thread through a lot of these questions. That, you know, there are thousands of leadership books out there. Each of them offer maybe a unique perspective, but a lot of them cover the same kinds of topics, mm-hmm. right? Be ready, mm-hmm. work hard, you know, these very generic things that if you say, you know, you ask me for advice and I say, work hard, you're going to go, well, okay. that's not very cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so take a few of those things and, expand them a little bit. Right. So I've been thinking about it. What are, what are three things, you know, everyone's always going to have their three things. What are three things we'll say elements of life Mm -hmm. that we could narrow, narrow in on to help to that, that outline the important path for success. Right. Right. And we're defining success in our own context, like in the context of being military, in the Air Force, being a firefighter. That's what we know. That's what we understand. And that's what the majority of listeners can probably relate to. And so it's important uh, that we say that right off the bat, like 
success is different for different people in different. Well, and your success arenas. is different than and my that, success. Yeah, and each individual success you know? is different. Yeah. And uh, we don't know necessarily. Well, everybody has their own pursuit, and we've talked about this. Everybody has their own ideal in their pursuit toward that ideal. And so, you know, your ideal is going to be at varying levels, right? And uh, and so it's important for us to say that before we do yeah. start talking about this is, you know, success is different for everybody. We've been talking about this for a couple of days, trying to maybe hone in on what exactly what we wanted to talk about and kind of narrowed it in on three things. Timing, opportunity, preparation. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, I, and I read over your notes and, you know, Ben did the, uh, did the preparation for this largely, you know, wrote a little dissertation that I read. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I didn't have much critical feedback. And so I think, yeah, those are three really good points worth uh, talking about. So I'll, I'll, I'll lead off with kind of what, what I think about those, those elements of life. And then uh, I'd love to hear what you think of them, what, how you've applied them, how you've seen them applied in your life and in others. Maybe you've got some stories. Maybe we'll see. Cool. <laughs> so timing, 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 timing is everything. Heard that. I think to me, what timing really boils down to is that the world does not revolve around me. Mm-hmm. I can want something. I can even work really hard for something. And it won't maybe go my way. Right. It won't be presented to me. Things won't align for you the way that you imagined them. Yeah. It could be one second too late for something or one second too early for something. Yeah. And I think timing has been something. So early on in life, early on in your career, when timing doesn't work for you, your reaction is uh, that of a victim, right? And, you know, I, will, I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, but thinking about it now, and I wanted to make sure to mention this before I forgot, I have been incredibly lucky with timing, for, you know, me personally. And I think that's, that's important that you bring that up. There's good timing oh, and yeah. there's bad timing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we can be the beneficiary or the victim. Sure. In a in a different sense, you know. Mm -hmm. So bad timing. Uh, A job you're applying for, you're you're working on your application. You're 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 getting your suit pressed. You're doing whatever, and it closes a day early. Right. Bad timing. You're PCSing, and they've called you six months out, and they go. Man, you're going to be the deputy fire chief when you get here. How cool is that? And mm-hmm. you're and you're psyched up and you're ready for it. And then somebody else gets orders no notice, and they've right. got three days of rank on you, and they show up and they get the job instead of you. Mm-hmm. Bad timing. Yeah. A pandemic changes the fabric of humanity, and you had plans. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad timing for all of us. To be humans in this, yeah. <laughs> you know, living now. How, how and you know to actually, you know, I I have to say that we are incredibly 
lucky to be living now as humans, you know. Imagine living 2,000 years ago, but that's just worth mentioning that <laughs> although to us, our perspective says that, you know, COVID is the worst thing ever right? because I can't go to Dunkin' Donuts in person without a mask and some plexiglass between me and every person, you know. It's, it's important to have perspective and understand eh, it's not that bad. We actually have it really good and actually better than any time in human history. But okay. Anyway. And we'll, 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 I want to circle back to that a little when we talk about opportunity and, uh, and kind of how it relates to you and I and uh, this show. Okay. Yeah, right. Sure. But, you know, the pandemic at large, COVID, has largely been, you know, at the beginning was this monstrous negative thing everyone's dying and it's affected a ton of people. There's no question. But a lot of people have found that the timing helped them in some way or another, you know? Sure. And now that you're talking about that, I think about it from my perspective, I mean, as firefighters, so thinking about it from the military context of promotion, um, doing things, taking on opportunity, which we're going to talk about, there was a lot of people that stayed home in the military, in the air force and teleworked, right. Or did not come to work because telework hasn't been necessarily figured out. Defined. Yet, right. But firefighters, we don't have a choice. We have to show up right. and guess what? When we're the only ones around largely, there's other folks around, no doubt. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to take on. Mm. Right. And so the timing for me personally was fantastic. Here are all these things to do, and nobody else is really doing much. Did you see that at the beginning? In the moment? I maybe didn't see it right off the bat, but I think pretty soon, pretty early on, I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, this is a really good timing for me to, to take on these opportunities. X, y, and Z. Um, yeah. And it just so happened that I'd been, you know, you do them kind of organically. They're handed to you. You take them on. You don't think about it, and then you realize, wow. I'm set up for some pretty great right. success. And it turned out pretty well for me, again, personally, with personal achievement, um, winning some awards and, and whatnot, and which will maybe, you know, help me out in the future, hopefully. But we'll see. So let's talk about good timing. So on a small scale, good timing, you, you leave your house right at the right time. You had all the green lights on the way to work. Mm -hmm. Saves you. 35 seconds. Which is a big deal if you live in Panama City. <laughs> because between Panama City Beach and Tyndall, there's like 26 lights. That's it's, an, it's crazy. It's a crazy specific <laughs> amount of lights that you... Somebody counted them, you okay. know, and told me. So this is just, you know, secondhand knowledge, of course. And I don't know, it might not be 26, but it's pretty close to that. It's, there's a lot of lights. And so sometimes little deals are big deals. So sometimes your timing, if you can time it right, or if you just get lucky, you know, you make it to work 10 minutes quicker than you normally would. But. So during the bad timing section, I mentioned, you know, you were, you were lined up for, an, for a job and someone else came in and sure. you know, took it, so yeah. to speak. Mm -hmm. Good timing is maybe you're that person that came in and was, was given this opportunity, opportunity sure. because of the timing, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it works out in your favor, yeah. depending on what side of the coin you fall on. Have you ever walked by your boss's office and he's like, Wilson, come in here. Yeah. And you walk in and he's like, Hey, I got this project. Yep. I need a guy. Yeah. 
And it turns out that project is a career changer, mm-hmm. right? Timing. You happen to be the guy walking by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely happened. And maybe not, you know, specifically like that, but you know, via email or you happen to see the email first. Right. Um, so taking advantage of timing. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely worked for me. Definitely happened for me. Yeah, I think we can all probably think of some instance where that's been our reality. So there's timing kind of in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, this isn't uh, rocket science or we're talking no. anything, you know, leadership insight that's never been ta- you know, thought of before. No, absolutely. Yeah. And there's people that know this, right? Uh, this is kind of us just talking about it, open forum. Right. But I think the important thing with timing to talk about is when the timing is not in your favor, right? Because that's what we remember. Right. Uh, and that's when we become victims or, you know, perceived as victims, right? How do you respond when the timing's not right for you? You know, what do you do? Well, it's easy to see it from a negative light. Even though you don't really know, none of us do, what, what the end result is going to be because of the, this terrible timing that has, ha- that has occurred, this thing that has been taken away or given to you. Mm-hmm. So we, we automatically jump to conclusions to think this is bad when sometimes it may not be. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's, that's the first level, right? That's the first right. level of reaction. <laughs> If you can get, I don't know, I've gotten to a point now, what I'm trying to get at is I've gotten to a point now where, and I think Jocko Willink has largely helped me with this, and but I think maturity has helped me too. It doesn't matter to me, right? Hey, you're going to be the deputy at base X. You're going to be the crew chief and you've been a driver up to this point. We have a crew chief spot open and you have all the certifications. We're going to put you in there and then, oh no, here comes somebody else. Late notice. You're no longer doing that. You're going back to what you normally did. Good. That's what I think when that kind of stuff happens to me. Good. More time to prepare to be that position, that deputy fire chief. Preparation. It's a good word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more time to prepare really is the mm. probably the biggest thing. Uh, I guess really the whole premise of that is look for the silver lining right. in everything uh, and then have gratitude for the opportunities that you have really to be in the military, to have the security that we have at, in our job specifically, to work with the people that you do, to have the opportunity to serve your community as a firefighter, have, have the opportunity to serve in the military. And so when timing isn't right for me personally, it's a non-factor. Just get over it. You, I get over it almost automatically. And you know what? I think you can, you can tie that reaction to, well, I guess the inverse of that reaction to ego. Yeah. Right? Well, absolutely. If, if I am so important, why did this not go my way? Right. Why did this timing not work out in my favor? Yeah. Yeah, ego for sure. Um, and kind of getting locked in on an idea, invested emotionally in something. I don't know. You th- 
I think about the small details of something we were talking about a deploy, deployment deploying the other day, right? You go on deployment. There is 12 people in your same rank position, same certifications. Who's getting spot X, Y, and Z, which are the desirable spots and who's going somewhere else? Cause the desirable spots have the nice rooms, the, your own vehicle, maybe right. a specific station. And I don't know where I was going with that, but the timing, how does that relate to timing? I don't know. I lost my train of thought, but anyways. So I think it's a good time to move to opportunity. Okay. So opportunity, you know, we, we've already mentioned it probably a dozen times, the, you know, timing, the timing of the opportunity, right? So. Closely related, but not the same. Mm-hmm. I think the opportunity is the thing. It's the object. It's the, the reason. Or it's, the, it's a rung in that ladder towards a goal, mm-hmm. a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. As we want to see it up front. I would, I would say up front, we don't often view a negative event as an opportunity from the outset. Right, right. I don't look and say, man, that assignment to Grand Forks is really going to be a good opportunity for me. Typically, I mean, some sure. people might have that mindset, but sure, don't often hear it. No, right, right, right. Or sm- small places. But who, who have you heard after leaving Grand Forks or Minot or... I loved it. Some other remote... It was a great place. ...area, you know? Yeah, yeah it's the greatest thing. Rarely hear I want to go back. Things. Sure. So with, yeah, so even, yeah. you know, the, the, the benefit beyond even career, you know, it's good for the family. It's good for me personally. I get to experience this area, do things that I like to do. Yeah. Anyways. And so the, those opportunities, the good ones, right. Can be surprises. It can be that thing that your boss threw at you while you were walking down the hall, absorbing that good timing, or it could be something planned out, something that you've chased an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. There is a position in the Air Force working at NASA. We did an episode on it. Oh, yeah, we did. That is an opportunity that I would absolutely love to have had. Right. Timing didn't work out. Timing. You know, but how cool of an opportunity would that have been? So they don't always work out in your favor. You don't always get that opportunity. Even if the timing's right, sometimes another factor comes in and takes it. Yes. You weren't the best candidate. Yes. Right? Sometimes those opportunities, when they're lost, you know, it's unclear exactly how it's going to impact you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the notes that I wrote when reading through your stuff was, What's your long game? You know, that's, and that's a common thread that we talk about with leadership books or books that we read, we consume, you know, within our kind of echo chamber. Right. Um, and it's a Simon Sinek kind of uh, idea, the infinite game, right? Uh, and then Gary Vee is a large influencer for me on that idea. And he's a business entrepreneur, you know, but, but the same kind of premise, like, what is your long game? 
what do you want to accomplish in life? Where do you want to be? Right. And, and that's another thing I think that helps when opportunities aren't there for you. Or when you lose them, right. Or if they come and go and you didn't get it or, or whatever the case may be. It's easier to get over that. It's like, well, this is what I'm trying to do in life. I'm trying to have a healthy family. I'm trying to have a place to live. I want to, you know, when you kind of break things down to the basic components of what's important in life, right? it's easier to swallow those kind of missed opportunities. Well, and those are, that's the, the two options you really have, right? You, you get this opportunity and it's something that you don't think that you want, or you didn't get an opportunity that you thought you needed. Yeah. And that certainly happens. Right. And you've got two choices to handle it, right? You can complain. Yeah. Get victimized. Yeah. You can fight it or you can quit or some combination thereof. And it's funny that, and I know I said it earlier, but the thing that helps you, and and I, I think that's why it's good that we, I think that we are appropriate kind of subject matter experts to talk about this stuff, like, because we've been around long enough to have experienced this stuff. Um, and as as we're sitting here talking about it and thinking about it, I've never actively chased any of the opportunities that I've had. Uh, I'll take that back. Very few of the opportunities that I've gotten have I, you know, pursued. Or thought. Ha- you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. They've all kind of just came. And, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but. As a result of. Preparation or really work ethic, just overall, right. like I'm going to do the best that I can do in the position that I'm a- that I'm in understanding that that's going to influence my future. Those opportunities that you're talking about that maybe you were chasing, you may not have even known specifically what they were, right? You, you were chasing towards goodness or sure. success or you know, not, not in a towards an ideal look at me yeah. way. Right. But. I want to be the best version of myself, right. whatever that is. I don't know what that is, uh, but I'm aiming at that. And you have to aim at it, understanding, you know, you're going to veer left and right. You're going to, you don't know what your ideal is. I'm just, I'm after that. Right. And then you look for mentorship, people to give you advice on what is my ideal? What is some, what is ideal for someone like me? And so the second option you have, right? The first was complain, fight it, quit. Second option, um, check your ego. Move out of that victim role. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Just like you said, right? (laughs) Didn't get it? So what? I'm going for the streak of mentioning Jocko in every single episode. So (laughs) that's what this is all about. One day he will know about it. You know, take, take advantage of that opportunity, right? You got the assignment to some cold, dark place that you don't really want to yeah, go. Good. Good. I get I'm, to experience that. I'm going to experience something outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's going to challenge me and grow me. Yeah. You know, and sure. again, you may not go into it with the biggest smile on your face, but right. take advantage of it. Well, it's another set of problems, another department to learn. Right. Another, and this is something that we don't realize, right? And this is, again, why it's, it's good for us to, to talk about this. It's something you don't realize when you're young, 
how important it is, how valuable it is to go to different places and experience different things for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, largely because you're dealing with different people, different personalities. You're put into a different position where you have different challenges. And the culmination of all these challenges across time, these different relationships, these different interactions, make you so much better in the end. And so when you're in the pursuit of that ideal, you know, you're achieving that ideal when you do go to different places and experience different things. And so, you know, an example for me, four bases at this point, on my fourth base now, you think that you have things figured out or understood, I should say, and you get to base four and you're like, oh, I never knew this was a thing, right? Humbling. It is humbling. And it has to happen for you to really, for you to understand it. But it isn't, if you can, if somebody can, like us, tell you about it now, maybe it'll help prepare your mind for that at least, or help you um, lessen the, uh, the anxiety associated with moving places, right? Just let it come to you. Work hard, be ready, let it come to you, right? Let the opportunities come to you and, uh, you know, yeah. So an opportunity that was given to you and I through the happenstance that we would be together at that AFIT course we mentioned mm -hmm. in episode one. Yeah. Well, how many years ago was that? Two. A couple now. Yeah. yeah, exactly two, actually. A little over two. You know, that's an opportunity that we didn't see coming. You know, you had the idea, the forethought. I, I never saw it coming. Mm -mm. No, I didn't see it coming either. Right. And then timing being what it was, right? We started it and then that that day that we released the first episode, mm -hmm. Kobe died, right? Yeah, Kobe Bryant, yeah. No, and we recorded the day that we recorded. We recorded, it. okay. Yeah, it was with Eric Barlow. And then everyone remembers what happened after that. The world shut down, right? And yeah. it wasn't because of that, but that was the right. the kickoff the to kickoff 2020. The kickoff to COVID. What a yeah, crazy, man. Right. What a crazy year. For us too, you know. <laughs> and but look at the good thing that the timing and opportunity provided us with. Oh yeah, we had a lot of time. Oh yeah, to record and we right? did, yeah, and took advantage of that and get other people on the line that maybe were previously a little too busy, right. but now we found them at home. Yeah, hey, we, I'm not going anywhere. I can record. Sure. Yeah, people are getting into audio visual stuff for their work. And so Zoom they've got and that, yeah. Zoom and this, the things that we need in order to be able to record with them. Mm -hmm. Great timing and opportunity. Man, that worked out great, didn't it? Yeah. Looking at it, I'm just like realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's you're saying it. Um, yeah, it may, it may not have launched quite as far right? had, had that not happened. So preparation. That's I think this is... One what it comes down to looked up a, I was trying to find a Jocko quote. Cause I know you're a huge fan yes. on luck. <laughs> Guess how many I found zero, almost none zero. He did say one thing. Okay. He said, you make your luck right now. What does luck have to do with the preparation? It's 100%. Nothing. Right. You prepare whether or not luck may happen, right? You may get lucky, right? It's not inconceivable 
that one can be lucky in a moment. Oh, yeah, and luck is important. I mean, I know you're not a football guy, but I have to bring in some football context here. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls. Uh, I think five of those, they won by like three points. They were all decided by a field goal um, or a final like interception at the end, right, with the Seattle Seahawks in what, 2015 or so. But, you know, had the other players on his team not been in the right position at the right time, and I don't want to say that they were lucky necessarily, but the tuck rule in 2001 or whatever it was when he clearly fumbled it and they came back later and, you know, changed that rule up. But anyways, he got lucky to even have the opportunity to get into the playoffs, to win his first, or to get into the Super Bowl, to win his first Super Bowl. And now he's regarded as, you know, the greatest to ever do it and arguably could have three Hall of Fame careers, right? But now, he got lucky, though, a couple times. And that's worth, that's worth pointing out. Right. And he did get lucky. What do you think he wakes up in the morning thinking about, though? Luck or yeah, exactly. I need yep. to get in the gym. 100%. I need to look at tape, right? Yep. And this is something I wrote down, I think, in the notes. that I, I want to get this right, though, but. Success is when preparation and luck meet. Something like that. Uh, Preparation and timing. Preparation and timing, okay. Preparation and timing, luck being in there too. What do you have within your control in that equation? Preparation. Preparation That's the the only only thing thing we can control. We don't control opportunity. We don't control the timing. We only control preparation. That's why it's my favorite. And through what, through what means can we develop our preparation, mm-hmm. our readiness for the next thing, mm-hmm. the unknown timed event, yeah. the gift-wrapped opportunity yes. that will land in our lap tomorrow at and 3 p.m. and we weren't expecting it. It will. Yeah. Discipline, right? It's, sure. it's doing the things that you need to do to be ready for the thing that you don't know is coming do the things that you need to do that you know that you need to do and for us in our context what is that so let's let's look at a let's bring it back to the firehouse right you are on an engine that doesn't get very many calls for fire emergencies Mm, I love this one. You did this on purpose, I think. I don't know if we've talked about this. But you're on the first run, right? For your entire district, you've got mutual aid companies that count on you. Yes. Do you clock in and clock out? This is never going to happen to me. Or do you put the work in? Right. Oh, yeah. And this isn't so much for individual success. In my eyes, right? No. Um, this is more, you, you have an obligation to right. your community and to your brothers and sisters that you work next to. It's not a choice to be prepared. It's you have to be prepared, right? Right. And uh, yeah, I could get on a soapbox about that. But that preparation, you know, and there'll be the opportunity to catch a serious call. And uh, can you... Are you ready or are you not, right? Are you ready to show, are you prepared to 
fulfill that responsibility to the community because you you know there's no there's nothing typically that forces you to get there two hours early and get in the gym and be physically ready. There's nothing typically that is a forcing mechanism to. So you, yeah, intrinsic and extrinsic, right? Right. It has to be intrinsic. There's not, there's not too many extrinsic motivators other than serving the community. Right. And and typically those, those extrinsic ones are going to be, you know, being ready for the team, right? I don't want to let my yes peer, my crew sure, chief, sure. my and community. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to let the community down too. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Those those self things because I want to be good when I get out there. Right, right. Yeah, and so to to bring it to individual success, what are some things we do within our you know career field? To be prepared for those moments. Be prepared for our own individual success. Let's say promotion, whatever it is. Um, for me, it's looking for those educational opportunities. Um, you know, what is somebody in my rank grade position required to have, first of all, foundationally get those things, mm-hmm. pursue those things. So if, maybe, maybe worrying about where you're at before you're worrying about what's next being good at what you're currently yeah absolutely supposed to be doing yeah that's great advice and you hear it a lot grow where you're planted yep and again you have an obligation to have right. those certifications to be ready to 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 fulfill your responsibility in your current role driver crew chief assistant chief dispatcher whatever it is you have an obligation to fulfill that so you have to get those and you should get those if you want individual success, because you, you can't skip steps in the rungs right. of the ladder. And we can see it. We can see it when we um, evaluate EPRs for promotion, for example, as master sergeants, right? Mm. Um, you don't have this or that box checked. Uh, and that is sometimes a game changer. So, yeah, you have to start with those foundational things. That's how you be prepared. You know, you do those little things that uh, you have to do. Beyond that, okay, now I want to set myself up for the next rung in the ladder. Now I get those things that are at my next rank and grade. Um, Or I pursue some kind of college. I do things that are putting me outside of my comfort zone, um, that challenge me that prepare me for that next level. And whether that's to, you know, you mentioned college, right? Whether that's to, I want to be prepared on paper and I know that my leadership values education. And so I'm going to make sure that I'm prepared to be ready for that opportunity Mm -hmm. given or, and, or, right. could be both. I'm going to take advantage of this free tuition assistance and let the Air Force essentially pay me to get better. Right. What kind of deal is that? Yeah. And I think it's important to not necessarily let an idea like this is what my leadership wants to drive you. Um, 
you know, because in the end, you're not going to enjoy it when that's, you know, there's things that you got to do that, you know, put you outside your comfort zone. There's things that you have to do to be prepared that you don't want to do sometimes. But again, play the infinite game. Right. Don't pursue something that you don't like or that you don't want. And even if that means you don't like being in this career field, even if that means you don't like being in the Air Force, okay, figure out your exit strategy because you're going to live a long, miserable life. And I tell people this often when I'm talking to them and they say, I'm not interested in college. I'm not interested in any kind of self-development opportunity. And I point, you know, we're kind of focusing on the enlisted yeah. At the moment, mm-hmm. I point to the. And this is applicable to GS too. I mean, really. Yeah, I point to the EPR right or the feedback form, and it very kind of clearly spells out looking for opportunities to be developed through educational opportunities. Right? Yeah, it doesn't say college, right? But if they are so adamant that this is incompatible with my goals and desires, I say that's fine. I'm okay with that. You just need to be ready to hear that you're not going to get promoted. That or you are incompatible for the with potentially position. that next rank. Yeah, yeah. And don't take it personally, right? You've made this decision to be who you want to be, right? In the moment. I want to be a really good firefighter, but I don't care about these things. Well, if you worked at downtown fire department in America, Mm -hmm. you could maybe do that. Right. Sure. And like you said, let's work on your exit strategy and let's get you there. Yeah. And it's not a scare tactic to say, you know, do this or you're going to get fired or anything like that. It's, it's a genuine, I want to see you succeed and be happy and take the opportunities given to you. I can promise you almost promise you that if you don't take advantage of the opportunity to participate in the things that are required of you for that next rank, they're probably going to pass you over. Yeah. I'd also argue that um, school is not all that bad, even for what you want to do, right? Um, even if you want to be a lot, if you want to be a firefighter on the floor in, right. a, in a municipality, you know, what is, what is college, you know, and you could have a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word pessimistic kind of outlooks on this um, that, you know, they're in it for some if kind of monetary gain, right? Just to check the box. Yeah. It is very likely not going to be fulfilling. No, not at all. And you know, there were times when in my pursuit of my uh, undergrad undergraduate degree, man, I don't want to be doing this right now. And that was more, kind of an, it was more of an exhausting feeling more than it was. I don't want to learn stuff. Right. Um, and so if that's it, if it's because you're exhausted, well, you know, you probably should still continue pursuing it, take a break, but still continue pursuing it. If it's like at your heart, you don't want to do this because I don't enjoy it. I don't, then maybe yeah, you should reconsider, maybe do it, pursue some other undergraduate or go look for another opportunity because there's a lot of different opportunities to professionally develop. And we, you know, we've kind of sidetracked on college here. Yeah. I think it's important, like you said, that there's opportunities come in all shapes and sizes. And just because, you know, you have a goal 
get to that goal, right? Everyone's got a goal of some sort, I would hope. Yeah. Right. Even it's, if it's and not. sometimes you don't, and that's okay. I mean, we're all young too. You, you think know you mean? think that yeah. Maybe some people don't have I mean, it may not be a clear cut. Well, I have it on my wall in Sharpie. Yeah. It'll probably be broad, like we had mentioned earlier. Right. Like I want to be the best version of myself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to work here anymore. That's a goal. Sure it is. Yeah. Right. And or that, I want to get out. That could be a fleeting at, idea too. It's yeah. You know, I want to work at my parents' family business. Yeah. Great. You know, yeah. what can you that's do? That's a goal. Yeah. So how do you prepare for that goal? Even if your goal is I like exactly where I'm at and I want to maintain this, mm-hmm. there's got to be some preparation and continuing action <laughs> in there somewhere, you know, yeah. like, right, right, right. if you're a firefighter and you like being a firefighter, great. You have to wake up and prepare every day to fight fire. Right. Exactly. Oh, and the, you know, the, not to mention the technological developments, you know, the changing fire engines, the changing hardwares, the different things that come to light about, you know, hose hydraulics, moving hose, the tactics of moving it through a facility, a a house. So if you're a new firefighter today and your goal, the different combustibles within houses is to be a old firefighter in 20 years, you need to be prepared like you just said, right? For an it's ever a continuous evolving learning. career field, right? Things have digital panels now. Oh, yeah. You need to be prepared for that. You can't just complain about it, right? And say, "Man, I miss the old days when there was just pull handles, There's a lever." Yeah, I and just pull it. Yeah, they complicate everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's some uh, value in you know venting a little bit, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you can't resist it. You have to. Yeah, there's a constant, continuous learning there. And yeah, so you can't be stagnant. Even if it is, I want to stay a firefighter and be a driver or whatever for the rest of my life, the rest of my career. Cool. It's still an evolving environment that you live in. Be better tomorrow than you are today. Absolutely, yeah. Be 1% better. Sometimes you see that quote. I like that one. So how do we, how do we thread the needle through timing, opportunity, and preparation? How do you, how, how do you give this advice to somebody who's bringing you question X, right? Right. Yeah. 30 words go. <laughs> what do you want to do? You know, what is your passion? What's your purpose, right? Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. Okay. Do you want to be the best version of yourself? Yeah, of course. Okay, do you want to be the best version of yourself in the position that you're in, or do you want to be the best version of yourself outside of where you are? Well, I don't really know. Okay, so let's be the best version of yourself right now with you know, the obligation that you made to the Air Force and to wherever you are, whatever organization you're in. Okay, we'll do that. And I'll give you this, you know, and it's, it's pretty clearly outlined in like a CFETP and these different things professionally anyways. So the first thing to understand is the timing is not always going to work out for you. The opportunity is not always going to be there. But the one thing that you control is how you prepare. And so go do X, Y, and Z. And then you can, you know, get into the specifics of what maybe that is, depending on where they are, right? And using these tools at our disposal, like CFATP or whatever else. 
I mean, that's how I would kind of encapsulate it for, you know, a troop in fire protection in the Air Force. Um, but I would do a whole lot of listening too, though, yes. to just really understand where their mind's at. If they're really wanting to hear that advice or if they're just telling me they want to hear that advice, if you know what I'm saying. They're trying to get you to validate their preconceived, sure, what they want to hear, you know. Sometimes that's it. And sometimes they're genuine in that yeah, they absolutely. really want advice. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. And I'll give anecdotal, uh, you right. know, through those uh, of my experiences. And this is what I did and did not do and the opportunities I had and did not have. And I consistently prepared. And here's a time where I didn't prepare. Right. And this is why it didn't work out for me. So I'll give those anecdotal things to kind of, uh, bring some reality to it right hard lessons for me throughout my career in life have been these two things that i will often kind of reach in my pocket for if somebody knocks on my door and asks for some advice the first one is learn better how to gracefully accept the answer no like you were saying Sometimes it just comes easy and you can go good. Good. Right. Yeah. And that's it. There's personality associated with that too. And some of that is preparing yourself to hear no. Yes. Right. If you're not prepared to hear no, but you get a no and it's a surprise, sometimes it really is a gut punch. Sometimes you want to lash out. Sometimes you want to complain. Sometimes you want to. Just generally not be happy about it. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah. For a moment. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day too. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, and and you had mentioned it, you wrote it down and that there's a uh, process just like accepting death, right? That we learn about I don't know where we learn about that, but somewhere in tech school or somewhere in a textbook somewhere that we had to read. Dabda. But anyways, there's a process. There's a psychological process that you have to go through when things don't go your way. And maybe you're emotionally a- attached to whatever this idea is, right? And so you have to, it's, it's so much easier said than done. Yeah. But at least understanding that I'm going to go through this process, I know that I am, and let it play out. And the, what I mentioned that, that I do, if I get a no that I don't want, you know, I onlookers probably say, "Oh, it's you know, it's Wilson. He likes to say good, and he's not even it's not even going to phase him." But that's not the case. It, uh, it, things it, affect you absolutely. Yeah, you I'm know. a human being. Um, and so, what I've learned personally, I just need to uh, close the door for a little while to process this, because again, because I'm toxic to other people. Um when I'm, you know, emotionally invested in something and I, you know, the answer is no. So that's what I have to do. But understanding that though, like, oh, I need to take a step back and close the door to the world and let myself process this before I can integrate back in. As opposed to what some people are maybe used to doing or want to do they or fight it they fight it yes right? well i'm gonna go to your boss yes i'm gonna go to the next person yes. in my chain of command because yes. i don't agree with your no yeah and you see it all the time and it's never 
It's never thinking long game here, strategically. It's never a good idea, strategically. You might get some wins in the short term. You may get a be- yes because on, you on your next ask. Go to the boss's right. desk and you just keep slamming your fist on it. It's like, give me a yes answer. All right, shut up. It's yes, get out of here. But how much personal capital did you just expend? Right. You know, and how is that going to affect you in the long run? Do you think the boss is going to want to give you anything ever again? Probably not. Well, and the person who told you no is the person, you know, in this kind of fake scenario here, who knows you best, right? It's your immediate supervisor. They see you day in and day out. They know you're not ready for this opportunity. They know you need more time. And so they say, no, not yet. All you hear is no. I'm going to go to your boss. He says, yeah, sure, I don't care. Right. And it turns out you're not ready. Yeah. And you fail at it or you suck at it, right? You, yeah. You just generally aren't the best person for the job. Yeah, there's definitely that side of it. It's like maybe you're not ready, you know, maybe take a step back and look in the mirror. Um, but the other side of it is the the detriment that that has on the relationship with your boss and everybody else around you. Wow, I can't believe that person just did that. Yeah, you think you just created a good work environment? Right. How are your remaining years left in that organization going to be? You took a serious hit out of your capital. You're going to have next to zero influence on anything. And you're going to spend the rest of your days, if you continue down the same path, scratching and clawing at everything that you try to have some influence over. Because nobody's going to want to listen to you. And nobody's going to trust your opinion. Which leads into the second thing that I, this is more of a recent development that I've tried to grow about myself and help share with others. Subordinate your ego. Mm. It is not about you. It is not about me. And that is so another thing that's so easy to say and so incredibly Very hard. hard to do. It's so hard. I've to struggled do. with it. We all have. You have to consciously remind yourself of it every single day, multiple times a day. Yeah. And the Jocko quote is, it's on you, but it's not about you. And it's so important to him that he wrote it on the cover of my book when I went to his book signings. He wrote on everybody's, you know, like however many thousand times he wrote that. It's a short, easy thing to write. You know, that's part of it, but (laughs) it's, it's an important thing. But to, you know, he had a, a 300 page book. And the most important things out of all of that and everything else that he's wrote extreme ownership, dichotomy, or leadership was subordinate your ego, right? And this was the uh, leadership tactics and strategy book yeah. by Jocko. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one of the two books I will kind of use to, as a prop to illustrate my my point to some folks at times I will have maybe a copy or two in the desk. Read this and uh, come back to me with uh, a report. (laughs) Maybe not a report, but uh, maybe maybe like a verbal report. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's talk again. Yeah. After maybe you've had a chance to review this. Yeah, That was a very direct tactic. I just took right there. Right. Uh, I like the indirect better, like what you're going for. (laughs) The other book is uh, ego is the enemy. I'm actually currently on my second reading of yeah. it. Yeah, I got a couple hours left myself. 
but uh yeah just another one of those um talking points what ideals or one of those things that has a thread that connects all of these books that we read within our echo chamber here but yeah subordinate your ego and it's so destructive and you don't even realize it you know cuz think about what you could accomplish if the time that you spent fighting or complaining you could spend preparing yeah that's a really good point to tie it back into the things that we've been talking about yeah and you see people just spinning their wheels on things sometimes spending a career spinning their wheels or at least a large portion of a career spinning their wheels i should have been promoted I got screwed over, blah, 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 for years. And how destructive that is to them and everybody else around them, but more to them than anybody else. You're really destructive to yourself because, yeah, all that energy that you're investing in trying to explain to everybody how you got screwed over, you could be putting into preparing. Again, I didn't get promoted. Good. I'm going to prepare more now. So when the next opportunity comes, I'll be ready. Because, I mean, and, and that's a real thing in life. You know, I guess you might have heard you only get one shot or one chance at something. I think I just started a, an Eminem song just now. <laughs> but that's not, that's not usually the case, right? Promotions happen every year, right? That, yeah, that's not a finite it's thing. It's not a finite thing, right? Mm-hmm. You got to play till you win. And that's a hard thing for us too to even understand now, right? Uh, as master sergeants, so people in, in the chief officer ranks, right? If I don't make senior master sergeant, chief master sergeant, it's like this person's going to pass me. Um, or if I didn't make it first time, I'm not going to look good. Right? I'm not good. Right. What's my biography going to say? Wow. There was a large gap between this rank and that rank. These little thoughts in your head and they're all tied to ego. You're worried. Cause you're the only one worried about it. You're typically. the only one really. And even if there are other people that do care about that, what kind of influence do they have on what you're going to accomplish, right? Or, or your infinite game. You know, it's so unnecessary and it's so, um, it consumes so much time unnecessarily, so much bandwidth unnecessarily. But yeah, ego being the, but being the driving force of all of those thoughts. So play the infinite game. There's going to be another opportunity. And if you go five opportunities in a row, that and it did not happen, right? It, it's important to, to, to back up, maybe check out what you're doing, prepare differently, recalibrate, right? Like maybe Get a different goal, right? Maybe, maybe there's back, something I'm doing wrong. Maybe exactly. I'm meant, not meant for this, but keep, you know, keep that infinite game in mind because, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whatever it is, your ideal is going to happen just as long as you continue to prepare and pursue it. And as long as you are willing to change and adapt 
and say, maybe I'm not preparing in the right way. Right, right, maybe right. I need a different mentor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's important to do that pretty continuously, but not too continuously. You got to find the dichotomy there, right? Because you're going to continually question yourself. Sometimes you do have to commit to things. Mm. That's, that's kind of a dichotomy I'm going through personally. Not right now, but, you know, I think about, right? Like, when do I need to stand firm with an idea, right? And when do I need to question it? How often should I uh, consider other people's opinions? How easily do you give up? How easily do I give up? That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, you have to, you have to be persistent. Um, I'm trying to think of the word I'm, I'm looking for. but So, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to find the balance in that. Um, but, yeah, you do need to back up and recalibrate, especially if you go five times in a row. You know, it's probably after the third time. Uh, let me take a step back and see what, what's going on here. Tie, tie it back to football, right? Drop some football on me. Oh, yeah, right? down. These teams that are notorious non-winners. Oh, yeah. I don't want to call them losers. <laughs> non-winners. You know, This is a very politically correct podcast. <laughs> non-winners. We do our very best. How do they recalibrate their preparation in order to try again the next year? And then they still fail, right? Mm-hmm. They still fall short of the Super Bowl yeah. or making the playoffs Man. or yeah. this scoring at all. This right? is a big can of worms here. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I tend to think that, you know, it's the values that drive their decisions are the reasons that they're not successful. But you're right. They, they're not looking maybe at the right things. And, I'm the worst person to talk about this because I have next to zero. Well, I, I play, play football in high school and I'm a consumer of it, right? Like I watch it, but. You told me yesterday you were the smartest person on earth. When it comes to NFL. When it comes to the NFL. That's right. Yeah, you can, you can write that down. I'll sign it. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, those are, that's a good example. You know, there are, there are NFL teams that uh, maybe don't, detach and look at what they're doing wrong and try to adjust that right and it's it's a it's a it's a finite game so it's a little bit different of a context for them right because they need money every year right to keep the stadiums open to keep their players paid and all these different things they have to win now i we have to win now it's just like a business and simon Sonic would would argue that uh you know, that's a long-term failure um, strategy. Right. It's a strategy for long-term failure. But, but that's how they think, right? That's what drives them. And that's why you see all these managers, these CEOs or whatever, changing out coaches every two years. We have to win now because of the, um, or we're not going to make enough money to keep the doors open, right? I'm going to have the, the, the team's going to have to go to a different town or whatever the case. We got to sell jerseys. I got to draft the next best guy, you know? And so, yeah, they don't take a step back. Well, let me look at what the other teams that are having success are doing. And I'm sure they do to a certain extent, but, but maybe not the, the broad kind of values-based decisions. They're not making those broad values-based decisions when it comes to their decision-making. They're thinking on a finite scale. Would it be fair to say that potentially they a given team puts more effort into a poorly designed plan. They say, 
this didn't work last year. It's going to work. Let's just try harder. Yeah. At the same plan. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And you bring that back to what we do, right? Hey, I didn't get promoted. So I'm going to try harder at not. Oh man. What's the office quote? (laughs) I got an office quote on the tip of my tongue. Um, (laughs) Okay. I can't remember right now, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. I'm going to do the exact same thing I did, but even harder. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what did he say? Steve Carell said something funny, man. But anyway. Everything um, he says is funny. Yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah, that's true. No, his character in that is fantastic. But Not sponsored by the DOD. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much politically incorrect stuff in that show. But anyways. Um, so let's let's wrap this up. So... Timing, opportunity, and preparation. The the three things that I think about when I am asked for advice or if I'm going to give advice or when I'm looking in the mirror at myself and I need to give myself some advice. The timing of things is not in my control. It's not about me. The world does not revolve around me. I can very rarely influence timing in any meaningful way. Yep, out of control. Um, Opportunity. What things are expected to come my way? What things am I not expecting that will come my way? Preparation. How am I prepared to accept those challenges? How am I prepared to accept that the timing didn't work out for me? How am I prepared to do at the opportunity given, right? There's doing, not just talking. You, you don't. That's an important. You don't win the Grammy and then stop making songs, right? You go on and you make more. You got to do the job that the opportunity presented you. Yeah, that's an important point you brought up about thinking about it or talking about it. (laughs) That's another ego is the enemy. Right. um, Lesson. But yeah, so out of all those things, preparation being the one thing that you can control. And so what does preparation look like to you? And you need to figure that out. But it really comes down to being disciplined and doing the things that you know that you're supposed to do because you know, you know what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you look to others for some advice, but you know what you're supposed to do. Do the the little things right consistently. So say you don't know what you're supposed to do. Hey, I've got this opportunity. Yeah. X, Y, or Z. Wake up early. (laughs) (laughs) Step one. Yes. But you, you know. So, so let's, let's bring it broadly, right? Okay. I want to prepare for opportunities in the future. Okay. We'll we'll narrow it to work opportunities, right? I want to be prepared for the next rank, for the next job. Okay. Give me some advice to get there, right? I, I don't have a mentor. I don't really know why school is important. I don't really know why, you know, getting involved in the community is important. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they're telling me to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay. Wow. You put me on the spot right there. This is like one of those speed mentoring sessions right now but i think i think you hit it right and i and i teed it up for you get a mentor (laughs) 
right? I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> get somebody that has done it and is already successful in it. I will tell you, this is free advice 101. If you're asking advice from somebody who hasn't succeeded and got there already, you're asking the wrong person. You're asking the wrong person. If you're asking yeah. another master sergeant how to get to senior, you're asking the wrong person. Yes. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And you'll see that happen sometimes. Because even if they know how, even if on paper they understand the box, to, the boxes mm-hmm. to check, they lack the experience. They lack the, I've done this and it's now in my past. And now I can tell you at least what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go get yourself a mentor. Go get somebody that you trust and that has achieved what you're trying to achieve. Or at least some portion of what you're trying to achieve. Or maybe they haven't achieved what you're trying to achieve, but they've achieved something in their respective silo. They've, re- they've achieved success, quote unquote, in their silo. Hey, how did you achieve success in your silo? You know, in a, a guy I brought up earlier, Gary V, for example, has achieved success in the, as a businessman, as an entrepreneur. You know, that's not something that I'm necessarily interested in but he's widely applicable. It's widely applicable. Exactly. Cause some of those same concepts, those same values, those same ideas, um, can help you achieve success in other ways. So yeah, go find somebody that you trust that you want to listen to and ask them what to do or maybe what's the next step. And it's important to incrementally make steps. Sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with these big, lofty, big steps. I have to get my undergraduate degree. Okay, well, that's 120 credit hours. How many do you have done? Uh, how many did you get done in basic? You know? Well, think about it incrementally. Okay, go enroll in a college. You know, go find a college you like. Okay, now find a degree plan that you want to do. And maybe do the degree plan before the college, because sometimes they, they don't offer what you want. But Anyways, make those incremental steps towards the ideal. How many senior airmen have you met or A1Cs? I want to be a chief. Yeah. Right. That's a good example. You meet a lot. It's funny. When I was in basic, the TIs asked that. How many in this room want to be, and it was like two flights, right? Was that 120 people? How many people in this room want to be a chief? And like 95% of the, the room raised their hand. And I think about that. And there's there's two important lessons there. How many can be a chief? One percent, right? So you gotta you gotta be prepared. You gotta work hard to get there. Yeah. But your first, you know, hurdle to overcome, yeah, is Is basic training. Making staff sergeant as a senior airman in their moment, yeah. But but senior airman, yeah, staff sergeant, right? I want to. I'm not focused on how to turn a senior airman into a chief. I want to turn you into a staff sergeant. Yeah. I want but to turn a firefighter into a okay. driver before I worry about you being a captain. Sure. And it's okay to have those goals and those targets are, as long as they're for the right reasons. Right. I want to be a chief because I'm going to make the most money and uh, I get to have, you know, the, the eight stripes on my sleeve. That's the right number, isn't it? Yeah. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stripes on my, no, eight, eight stripes. <laughs> um, but it's important to have, do it for the right reason. And to have that goal, that's okay. But yeah, to make those incremental steps toward that. 
Um, and we're, you know, when we're young, we're idealistic, right? We have those thoughts. Um, and so in basic training, you know, when 95% of the 120 folks raise their hand, it's like, well, you know, they're, they're 18, 19 year old kids. They're idealistic. They don't understand the world yet. They don't understand the air force. And that's okay because, you know, we don't expect them to. It's kind of a cool, you know, get after it. And, you know, you kind of laugh at the same time, but. Right. But there's some value in, you know, there's, there's value in having what, what the end looks like. My end goal is I want to be a chief, you know, and I, and I don't think any of them are disillusioned to think they're going to be a chief in two years. You know what I mean? Like, sure, go sure, from, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chief, yeah. If right? you they asked they understand know. the mechanics of the process. Oh, yeah, it's going to take me exactly 20 years. Right. But there's something to be said about redirecting somebody, putting the horse blinders on them a little bit. Yeah. And we need that work on these three things mm-hmm. or this one thing or this one thing mm-hmm. and get to that next step. When you get there, mm-hmm. we'll work on the next step mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Short attainable, realistic goals. Yeah. And this is a, uh, what is his name? The Admiral. I can't remember his name. Navy seal, Navy seal Admiral retired. Anyways, he wrote the book, um, make your bed. Mm. And the whole premise is making that incremental step, doing something that you know you're supposed to do. And people are like, oh, what a simple idea, you know. Of course, you need to make your bed. But, you know, there's, it's a, it's a small thing that you know that you're supposed to do that's going to set the tone for all the rest of the things that you're going to do, right? It's the first step in, in an incremental. There's, a, there's another book called Atomic Habits. And I, I might be paraphrasing this story in here, but say you want to I'll apply it to us, right? Say you want to max your PT test. I want to make a hundred on my PT test. Mm-hmm. Well, that starts with running every day, potentially, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. Running most days. Mm-hmm. Well, running most days starts with running today, running today. Sure. We're running first thing in the morning tomorrow, right? Plan right, for right, it. Right. Well, that starts with making sure you've got clean gym shorts. Oh yeah. And some shoes ready to go. Yep, making sure making sure that they're set out the night before. Right. Um making sure that you sleep. Right. Right. Hydrate. Yeah. Yeah, and those are things that yeah, I think are um uh, undervalued. And that that comes back to the preparation part, right? I'm going to So this this book Atomic Habits, right? It's not atomic as in explosion, atomic as in small particulate, mm. right? Small sciency. Small habits that will lead me towards my goal. I'm going to use these small habits to prepare this discipline to prepare for that next opportunity. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think having this conversation definitely gives me a more focused approach to maybe how I can talk to someone in the future. Hopefully for the listener, it gives you the same or at least a, an idea of where you want to start in developing your mentoring approach, the way you talk to others or just the way you handle yourself. Yeah. And keep in mind that, uh, 
you know, we're still learning ourselves. Uh, it takes years and even a lifetime to really understand this stuff. So don't be discouraged. Uh, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to do the right thing. You're going to miss opportunities because you're not prepared. Um, but stay the course. Stay resilient, right? Keep doing what you know you're supposed to do, understanding that you're going to falter along the way. Understand that there's no end for success. There's no end date. There's no winning. There's no goalpost. Yeah, with you every door you go, open, there's another through. one. So if you succeeded a thousand times on the thousand and first, you could fail. Yes. And all of the rest could be for nothing. Sure. And that's an important thing too. Don't let the pursuit of success consume you uh, to the detriment of those around you, right? But particularly family or whoever is close to you. That's something that, uh, that I've thought about within probably the past five years or so. Um, it's important to pursue that ideal, but not so much that you know, you're the only person that you have that is going to enjoy it when you reach whatever that person yeah, is. You're, you're not in a bubble alone in this world in your pursuit of your goals. You are a part of the fabric of society, your organization, your family, right? It's, uh, it's important that you consider others, be oh, yeah. considerate. Yeah, the whole reason you're, you're pursuing towards the ideal so that you can be a contributor in society, right? With other people on teams within your community. So you're doing it for others, right? Right. We're all here for each other. Yeah. Like I want to be a good spouse. I want to provide for my family. Right. Well, if you spend all your time at work, your family, hopefully is there in the end, but right. And you see sometimes that doesn't work on, and there's a lot of variables to all that stuff. I don't want to judge, you know, right. But, um, yeah. Don't do things at the expense of your family right. and people that are close to you or your team, your work center. Don't do things just to put trophies on your shelf. Um, that only you are going to sit back and enjoy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right. Well, it's been great talking with you. I've really enjoyed doing this in person. I think we get so much more out of it. Oh yeah. You know, technology is great, but there's no replacement for the human connection. I love it. So yeah, good conversation. All Thanks right. for doing all the work and just let me talk. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the fire dog podcast, head over to our website at firedog.us. Find us anywhere on social media and listen to all of our podcast episodes on any of your favorite platforms.